previously on my best friend's journal. Drove home for Weibo's birthday, gave her $50. My God, you're giving your grandma money? Just so she can buy provisions for Cuba at Walmart? Yes, literally. Bags and bags and bags that she somehow carts to Cuba. Sniffing bulges and enjoying man musk. It's like, yep, we talked about that, didn't we? And she was like, I've never in my life wanted to sniff a bulge. Like, and that is where we differ. You visited your aunt's sister in the hospital and was mortified when she asked if I liked girls or boys. And you messed up every dance for any face. Do you think I should audition to be like a rockette? Yeah, absolutely. I was in Brooklyn and um, do you remember when like donkey punching was a thing? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that means what you think it means. Wait, okay. Five years ago he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek Grab a drink or smoke some pot Your private thoughts read aloud How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote This shit might get too real Nothing here is sacred I'm haunted by my past It's called my best friend's journal Let's start this damn podcast Let's sing this theme a little longer first It's someone's favorite podcast Yes, and The world's greatest podcast Oprah's favorite podcast Good morning, Cam, and we're recording on St. Patty's Day. Are you feeling Irish? (laughs) Very much. I just can't. I can't keep my feet still. My upper body is staying completely uh, rigid, completely still, but under <laughs> rigid indeed. Under this desk, I'm dancing a beautiful jig. Lovely. Hi, Mike. Welcome to my best friend's journal. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I always mean to welcome the listeners, but I always end up just welcoming you specifically to your podcast. So glad you're here. Sometimes it's a, a general welcome, but sometimes you say Mike, welcome, and then I can't help mm-hmm. but assume it's. My personal invitation to this show. Hello, Mike, period. Welcome to my best friend's journal, listeners. <laughs> That's more specific. Thank you for that. I bet I bet everyone appreciates it. Mm-hmm. How are you holding up in the blizzard over there? Last I spoke to you, your car was like 10 feet deep. I'm good. Thanks for asking. We have about three feet of snow here on our on our little mountain in Colorado. Um, it's been kind of an eventful week. We had, I mean, it was a historic snowstorm. We got a shit ton, um, and... I went out skiing in it all, uh, which was maybe ill-advised. I, uh, I you know a, what, I'm I, I can't tell you what to do, but I do worry for you when you tell me you're like storm riding and shit. I don't. It scares me. It, well, the skiing part was fucking fabulous. That's the best. I love being on the on the mountain in the middle of a storm. Which I get why that sounds crazy. Um, it is a little bit strange to say like yes i want to go out in the middle of a blizzard and throw myself down a mountain but (laughs) it's so fun the issue is getting there and back um i drove out the morning of the storm like while it was blizzarding and there was no one on the roads which is great uh i went to a little ski mountain about maybe an hour and 15 minutes from my house and it took me four hours to get home (laughs) so and then uh, what happened when you got home i got stuck in the driveway um so, yeah, I had to try to dig the car out, was completely unsuccessful, had to hike up and down my driveway a couple times. It was a, a bit of a rough one. But all that being said, I'm still not complaining because I love snow and uh, we've had kind of a lame ski season so far. So we'll take it when we can get it, even if that's mid-March. All that torture was worth the ski day? It really was because I hadn't had a good like powder day uh, <laughs> yet this season. I know how you love when I talk about pow. Haven't done done coke off a dick in the... <laughs> bathroom in a while uh-huh no not so long um have you ever 
Well, I guess no. we can't talk about that if you could, if you did. No. <laughs> I guess I would plead the fifth if I had, but no, I haven't. I've never done coke before. Um, so then definitely not off a dick. <laughs> definitely not off a dick. But if I were going to do coke, I think that's the sexiest way to do it. Do you really? Like, is, are you being earnest? Yeah, for sure. I saw a... Uh, one of our favorite meme accounts, you and I, that we've we've talked about before, um, we share memes back and forth. Mm-hmm. Recently, they were doing like a a misconnections where you could write in a misconnection in an Instagram question, and uh, someone was like, "You're the guy that I met in this club in Miami. Um, we made out on the dance floor. Then you very kindly let me do a line off your dick in the bathroom." Oh my god, Paul! It's me. <laughs> like so specific but also probably not that uncommon i don't know and if that guy gets like three respondents then like bless (laughs) (laughs) would you would you do coke off a dick (laughs) yeah if i was gonna do coke i guess off a dick is as good a place as any i guess it depends which (laughs) dick like i'm not gonna do it off a ted cruz's dick but maybe like oh right- yeah because that would be like a centimeter long and you're not even gonna get high from that i i don't know i've never done coke either so it would be um it's hard to say i don't uh-huh. like is coke good for sex is that when you want to be having coke be having coke <laughs> be snorting did you have, coke <laughs> did, you, did you have that coke i i don't know it makes you very hyper obviously as an upper i think that it's probably fine for sex i know that some drugs are bad for it. Like Molly uh, makes it fe- makes like you very horny and makes you really touchy, but it's almost impossible to get a boner um, mm. or to like get to um, climax, I think, while you're rolling hard. So I don't know. I'm talking about drugs that I've never done before. Um, speaking of, I mean, it's got nothing to do with drugs, but this is all kind of reminding me of my gayest moment of the week. Oh, great. Gay, 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 gay. So I accidentally tricked myself into working out and enjoying it, and I really didn't mean to. (laughs) Oh, she's an endorphin queen. Well, I usually count every minute of a workout. I'm like, it's almost over. I've got 27, 26, 25 minutes left, Uh Um, and it's painful, and the only time I feel good is when I'm done. Um, (laughs) I am not one of those people who claims to feel the endorphins from a workout. Last night, that changed in a very random way. Um... Unrelated, I was watching Mank, which we can talk about after. It's the kind of an unsexy Oscar movie. Totally, and it's not gay at all. It's there's not this has got nothing to do with Mank, but I was about halfway to the end and I just like got up to take a quick bathroom break and finish it up. And I saw my pull-up bar and I was like, I'm feeling really good lately. I've been eating kind of healthy and trying to work out more. And I was like, I bet I could do a couple of good pull-ups. And then by the time I started, I was like, I bet I could do 20 pull-ups. And so I did. And then so I took the- randomly halfway through a movie at the dead of night, you wandered past a pull-up bar and decided to start doing pull-ups just like to impress yourself. Well, I went to the bathroom where my pull-up bar is hanging. Um, it's in that okay. doorway. And that's kind of like, don't you ever have the urge to just do a pull-up if you see a perfect pull-up bar? Yeah totally um so i was like i'll just not usually at night when i'm all like cozied up but i mean i can go there with you so i go to put the pull-up bar away so i can close the bathroom door and i was like i bet i could do some other exercises with this before i knew it i had done a full like half hour strength workout full stretch and i felt amazing and also felt a little horny because um sometimes working out does that although not lately for me but anyway i leaned right into it jerked off and finished mank about a half hour later Wait, so you tricked yourself into a like to into a workout high in the middle of the evening and 
it got you so ramped up that you just like had to jerk off is that what you're telling me um yeah i don't think i would have died if i didn't but i was like this is a fun <laughs> it's like when's the i haven't had any human beings around anytime recently to make yeah. me feel that way so i gotta you know enjoy that endorphin boost when i have it i totally get it i mean sometimes you just get the blood pumping and you're like it just you know you're kind of like ah, oh, my I'm, i feel alive i feel good in my own skin there's a little electricity totally serotonin was flowing um but yeah honestly the, the shocking thing of this all is that i did a voluntary workout that i enjoyed had you already worked out that day i had but it was cardio so this was strength you did a little accidental two a day yeah there's a, a first and a last time for everything <laughs> I do feel like there's something like pretty inherently gay about getting turned on while you work out. Um, it probably happens to straight guys too, but a lot of the time yeah. you just, but there is this whole kind of trope within the gay community about guys getting like horny at the gym because they're pumping iron. They're seeing all these other hot dudes around them and then having sex in the gym showers. So mm. you just pretty much did that, but you cut out the middleman. <laughs> <laughs> AKA cut out the man. The middleman being a sex partner. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um, have you had sex in the gym? Have I had sex in a gym? Uh, no, I have not. I have had um, someone like kind of like feel me up in a hot tub at a gym before. Um, I've had like sexy eyes in a steam room, uh, like kind of like, you know, hot connection, but there was nowhere to like actually make good on it. So gotcha. no, there has not actually been sex at a gym. Hmm. I'm actually surprised to hear that. And not because I think there's some like, cock hungry monster who can't go an hour without getting his dick wet how dare or you say not just because i think you're a cock hungry monster who can't go an hour <laughs> how dare you sex shame me i'm just kidding um no i'm just surprised because you've you've had a variety of sexual experiences and that seems like a pretty common one generally um it is pretty common but i i think it's very common for people that like live in um like gayborhoods you know like oh, uh, sure like, like very gay areas of cities i've never lived in a gayborhood also i have never stayed at a um like a big sexy gym for very long as a member mm -hmm. i've only i usually go to like gyms that don't really have locker rooms and people don't shower out them it's just like kind of warehousey vibe so that doesn't really turn into you know sexy let's jerk off together in the shower situation yeah, would... although i've seen a lot of porns that way does that count unfortunately it doesn't but it's okay keep it this way because um, I think if you have sex in one of those gym environments, it's going to turn into a felony situation. <laughs> I would prefer to stay felony free. Speaking of all this, you know, gay horniness, do you have a gayest moment of the week? Um, I do, but mine is like the anti-horny. It's like the antithesis of yours. Um, I did not work myself into a sexual frenzy by lifting weights. In fact, I felt my very gayest this week when I was surrounded by a bunch of bros. Um... So that day that I was telling you about when we went skiing, uh, I met one of my best girlfriends uh, on the mountain. She had invited me to go skiing with her. Um, and so we I, I meet her out there and her boyfriend is like the sweetest straight man in the world. And a bunch of his like bro mountain friends also came that day. And so we spent the entire day skiing together. I did not talk to these people at all. We were like on different chairlifts. They were like, you know, we're just chasing each other around the mountain, just kind of like a big pack of friends on the mountain, which is very fun. And, and it was nice to have people to ski with, but it's not like I was out there making friends. Sure. Um, they all kind of knew each other and I, I just knew Nina. So, so no chairlift chatter as you like to do only with Nina really. And so at the end of the day, um, there are on some of these ski mountains, there's a big like parking lot culture where people will bring like camp stoves and chairs and sit outside and just like oh, tailgate bro. Exactly. But like, just kind of like take a, take a break and have a beer after a day of skiing. 
So at the end of the day, everyone grabs a beer and there's this, uh, this guy had this really cool, actually, I loved it. It was a little camp stove, mm. like a little propane fire pit that's meant for camping that he pulled out of the back of his truck. And we're all just kind of like taking turns standing near the fire and, and getting warm. And, um, it sounds cozy and chatting. lovely. Yeah, it was nice. And that, you know, it's a, it's a snowy day. The snow's coming down. All these guys know each other. I'm just kind of staying quiet because I don't, I'm the odd man out. No one knows me. Um, and very quickly, these bros slip into the like straightest, I don't want to say toxically masculine because they weren't being gross in any way. They were just such straight boys. And I did not know how to act around them. I realized it's been well over a year since I was in any situation like that where there's just a bunch of straight guys. And I'm like the one, the one gay guy that no one knows standing around. I'm like, I don't know how to act because they were like, yeah, bro. Like I know this guy who, who like hired a sex worker and she's a, she's a porn star and he was sending us all pictures of, of them together and her tits were out and she had like the most, like the hugest, <laughs> most amazing rack and blah, blah, blah. And like sharing all this stuff. Between I don't know. Them. You're I'm pretty like, convincing. Okay. That sound that was a pretty good uh, bro voice. Quick question. Uh-huh. Did they actually use the word sex worker? Escort is the word they use. They didn't. Huh. They didn't use uh, disparaging language, which I really appreciated. I think they were pretty nice guys, generally speaking. I can't really speak to their character, but they didn't say anything that I felt was super objectionable. No grabbing um, by the pussy. No grabbing by the pussy. But they were just like kind of like trying to one up each other with their their broiness, you know, mm-hmm. like. Oh yeah, you know, I I know a guy who hired a who hired an escort one time and she was X, Y, and Z and they like all knew the names of all these these porn stars. I was like, oh my God, I have nothing to contribute here, nor do I even know how to interact with people of this ilk. I'm like, this is <laughs> so different from how like I normally hang out with women and gay men and the occasional straight guy who's very used to hanging out with women and gay men like these this is my very happy little cozy area of of humanity especially with the pandemic in the past year like i have only spent time with like my dearest friends generally virtually so being in person with a bunch of bros where we have nothing in common i was like the only couple times where people asked about me, I was like, yeah, I'm an interior designer and my, me and my husband live and, you know, just up the street and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, cool. Feels like a, a conspicuous subtext there. Hi, my name is Cameron. I'm an interior designer with a real penchant for dick. <laughs> Great. Cool, bro. Uh, g- glad you're here. <laughs> so anyway, <sighs> it's been a long time since I've felt that conspicuously gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really did make me think like, okay, if this were me and you and like our, like uh, any of our like gay friends and we were hanging out in Palm Springs, if one of us had slept with a porn star, we would absolutely be like, oh my God, I slept with this porn star. Here are pictures, you know, like mm-hmm. that, that would be very normal, not pictures of us having sex. <laughs> Here are pictures of the porn star. Please, please, that- <laughs> please don't. <laughs> but that would be a very normal like line of conversation. So line of I coke can't off fault- of dick. Uh, uh, Sorry. <laughs> And we're back. Um, no, for sure. We, we we would absolutely, we would do what we do on this podcast. We talk about the girth. We talk about whether this foreskin uh-huh. would be disgusting. Probably the way these guys were about damn titties. Uh-huh. <laughs> if, if I think about a bunch of straight guys, like, chatting around a camp stove about, like, escorts and porn stars, I would think of that as very toxically masculine. But, like, it wasn't. I don't think they were doing anything wrong. It just was not a situation that was made for me so it was like i mean if they're not being like offensive or degrading whatever have at it bros but uh 
Yeah, that's certainly not our brand here. Yeah, I know. And get these straight boys out of our podcast. Please tell me what has been going on in your life. Have you been watching anything? Have you been? Do you have anything to recommend to the listeners? Like, not really. I will just say that I'm trying to tick my way through. The Oscar nominations just came out, so I like to watch as many as I can. I really want to do a good job this year and even get through like the shorts and the documentaries and everything. I definitely won't get everything, but I'm trying. That's M. Ambitious, my friend. Yeah, it's not going to happen, but it's, um, you know, a good goal. I've seen this week I saw Judas and the Black Messiah, which was excellent. Um, and Mank, obviously, which is I understand why it's up for Oscars. It's uh, if you love Citizen Kane, if you're like a real cinephile, you'll be obsessed with it. But like for everyone else, it was fine. Amanda Seyfried actually does a shockingly good performance. I, I Karen from Mean Girls. <laughs> yeah, I usually assume she's not going to be my favorite, um, but she was she was quite good. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, I don't really have anything to scream from the rooftops. Do you have any content? I'm kind of on the same page as you. I've not really been watching much. Uh, I've been rewatching The Office in the background, which is just like comfort television. <laughs> we'll say season three, episode one, Gay Witch Hunt is still one of like the best episodes of television of all time. Uh, the the Michael and Oscar kiss is just one of the most <laughs> painful things you've ever seen. Oh, um, God. It makes me squirm just thinking about it. It's great. I know. It's so bad. Um, I also tried to watch Ma Rainey's Black Bottom the other day. Speaking of Oscar nominees, um, it didn't get nominated for best picture but it um i think viola davis and chadwick boseman both got nominated for it for their performances um i gotta tell you i couldn't get through it and Mm. i i'm not saying that it is a bad movie at all i think that um objectively it is not a bad movie it is just not a style of movie that i really enjoy it's an adapted play uh and because plays are yeah and because plays are all dialogue and this particular play is like very rapid fire kind of hectic dialogue i was like this is so too much for me just like pretty much people arguing at a very like gilmore girls pace very like throughout Mm -hmm. the entire movie and then viola davis while amazing how she transformed into that role it is so sweaty like the way that it shot it's exactly it's like what she's i said just like, when, I, when we talked about this <laughs> yeah she's so wet the whole time it's like the, it's like she's covered in glycerin it's just you can tell it's kind of that same this is a very different movie but you know how texas chainsaw massacre did you ever see the remake <laughs> of that always compare ma rainey's black bottom with texas chainsaw massacre <laughs> that is a horror movie and the thing that made me most uncomfortable about that movie was not the horror it was the gritty dirty texture over every shot in that movie Mm. it's if i think about it it's just like it was so just like sweaty texas sandy gross i hated watching it It just made me feel like my skin was crawling similar to this it just everything felt sticky i was like oh my god they're all so hot how (laughs) how how can we possibly get through any of this how do they have the energy to speak so quickly when they're so fucking sweaty all the time probably uh some some director or cinematographer's um intention so good on them but yeah it doesn't i'm sure yeah but if you're not in the mood for it um that's kind of the deal i think it's like yes you have to be ready to for a night of the theater um and if mm-hmm. that's not the movie mood you're into then ma rainey is not gonna it do it for you was not i wanted to be like lost in a um i wanted to be lost in a movie and it felt like i was watching a play which i i understand that i was ostensibly but it was a tough sell for me and i just couldn't get into it so i turned it off after like 35 minutes and i don't think that i'll ever get back into it if i'm oh. being fair so well that one's just it's just not for me honestly i i think viola davis and chadwick boseman's performances are really really amazing but um yeah it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the movie for you and uh 
cool. So there's our half-hearted recommendations. I guess watch some of this really <laughs> shitty kind of Oscar season. Not shitty. There's some good movies, but it's not. It really does not have the flair and like the the depth it feels of other Oscar seasons. No, because you can't go and have the theater experience, which is what I want for these like masterpiece movies. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, well, but alas, we'll take what we got. Um, speaking of masterpieces, <laughs> let's get into the journal. <laughs> It's the Ides of May 2016. (laughs) Tell us where we have been. Yes, the Ides of May is every clairvoyant's uh, most important (laughs) holiday. (laughs) We are in New York City. I am complaining a lot about a bunch of jobs I don't want to be doing and going to auditions where the people couldn't care less to see me. And that's about it. I think I just bought drugs (laughs) from the otter. Yeah, you did. (laughs) All right. May 15th, 2016. Mom and dad came to my apartment. Thai lunch and they bought... You, oh, they bought you some house stuff and clothes. That's sweet. My mom's favorite hobby is buying me house things when there's a new home. <laughs> Does she? Has she ever gifted you salt and pepper shakers that are seasonally themed? Yes, she has. Yeah, lemons. <laughs> lemons. Oh, yeah. so for spring or something? Yeah, I guess or? like summer. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. They left, and Mick and I made cake and a taco bar for Claire's birthday. Oh, that's fun. I'm glad it was for Claire's birthday and not just a celebration that they left. I'm like, they're gone. Time for cake and tacos. <laughs> you went out to the Lower East Side for too many drinks, and you took a lift home. Well, that'll happen. It's a birthday. Oh, yeah. That was fun. That's all I have to say about that. Oh, yeah. We had a good night. <laughs> May 16th, you had a day off, thank goodness, because of drinks. Slept in and laid around. Then you went to the gym with Kick. Rock Center had me go in from, oh no, 11 to 6 a.m. for furniture moving. Uh Didn't start until 3.30 Uh a.m. Miserable, made $200. Please tell me what the hell. Uh, A bunch of us just had to go overnight to arrange furniture for an event they were having the next day. And they told us it was going to be a couple hundred bucks for like two hours of work. Uh, What they failed to mention was that it wouldn't start until 3.30 in the morning. So we get there at 11 and it was just heinous. So much waiting around. At one point, my friend Nick and I, um, actually a bunch of us were all just drinking at a bar across the street because we had nothing to do. (laughs) Um, And then another point, we're all sleeping on benches inside the Rockefeller Center Plaza to uh, wait for the people to show up to tell us where the fuck to move the furniture honestly it was heinous and uh um, i cannot believe you stuck around for 200 dollars. you i, I mean, can't believe i did either um, I, I would assume you would have been home in bed saying fuck you guys it's not very exciting but just another a snippet of my glamorous restaurant life yikes i mean this place was a bit of a shit show i'm sorry to hear it um on may 17th the next day got home at 7 a.m then you slept until your next summer garden shift at three you were not cut immediately, and you were mad about it. No one came, so you were home by 7 p.m., got invited to come back for the End of the Woods tour. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. May 18th. May 18th. <laughs> you got asked to do a top 40 band uh, with a company. Probably going to say no because it's a shitty offer. It's a top 40 band on cruise ships, I think, where you just you just sing, like, you know, Sweet Caroline and YMCA for hours on end on a cruise ship uh-huh. i feel like I, I maybe it's like it's more work than being in the production cast like i'd been doing you have to you just hours and hours just standing as background music for people no thank you oh no 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 sounds like a quick way to throw yourself overboard to oscar myself as we call that huh 
Oscar, Oscar, Oscar is um, it's the oh. <laughs> crew call for when someone's overboard. So on particularly <laughs> right. bad days, we threaten to Oscar ourselves. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Uh, on May nineteenth, it's Peter's birthday. Doesn't matter. On Happy May 19th, birthday, Peter. <laughs> really disappointed after Radio City and Into the Woods fiasco. Both fiasco. cut me at callbacks. Oh. Do you remember why this was bad? Um, I don't know that it was a fiasco. I do remember the Radio City. I was in callbacks for the Christmas show. Being a singer in that Christmas show is the easiest gig in the world. They have like six of them. You just stand there, sing a couple oohs and ahs, raise your right arm and call it a day and get paid bank. Like would kill for that job. But No um, kidding. They The dance call was like insane. I was like, I've seen this. The singers just raised their left hands. I can raise my left hands. Um <laughs> But they were like, this year we're going to do something new. We are going to be like really crazy elves and the singers are going to really be moving. I was like, oh, wonderful. I'm glad we get to be crazy elves when I'm finally in consideration for this shit. Um, And I just remember it being like a manic, manic dance call. It was one of those where I'm like, do I just ask for my headshot back? But we're already in callback, so it feels too late for that. Have you Um, ever seen the YouTube video? You probably have. It's 20 years old um of the 12 gays of christmas i'm pretty sure it's all the the male dancers from radio city performing for all the rockets mm-hmm. in like their rehearsal hall oh my god if you have not seen this listeners go google it right now 12 gays of christmas i watch it every december and it puts me right in the holiday spirit merry christmas in march merry christmas in march <laughs> i'm always here with really timely recommendations watch christmas videos in the office it's march 2021 <laughs> on may 20th you worked all night you made 315 bucks, Financial Journal, finally a good night. You're getting excited for Souls Road Trip? I think those are separate things. Souls at Sea. And Road Trip? Yeah, so Souls was, okay. is going to be the gig I'm going to do from that old Florida show. And also Mick, Kick, and I are going to take a road trip to California. Oh, fun. Is this the first time you guys drive across the country together? It is, yes. Okay. May 22nd, you went to Brooklyn to get a suitcase from, oh, your aunt, Aunt Zulma. We've talked about her, haven't we? Uh, Yeah, we have her sister outed me in the hospital. Um, I... (laughs) Right. (laughs) She's like, are you gay? I was like, "Uh Uh Um, (laughs) uh-huh. Gotta go, gotta go. um, Yep, I just had my shit scattered all over the place from from being a transient human. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, this tickles me so much. Got slapped slash punched in the back of the neck a demon child on a bike this is a direct reference to episode four donkey punch this is what i was Uh, talking about (laughs) love that you know that i did not know that we talked about that in episode four but you remember what i'm talking about where kids i was like it's called donkey punching when kids run up and punch you in the head and run away um that's not we have learned what donkey punching is but um this is the moment i was referring to where a fucking deep literal child Oh God! He was on a fucking bike. I'm still so angry about it. He rode by me and just like knocked me super hard in the back of the head, and I was like, "What the fuck? I have never had such speed in my life." I started sprinting after him. I don't know what what would I have done? Taken him down? Pushed him down? Yeah, yeah. Kicked him right in the nuts. Well, I was in Brooklyn, and the sweetest man, man, he was probably 17, started running with me because he thought this little asshole kid had stolen something or whatever, and he was much faster than I was. And the, the demon child on the bike got away. Um, Damn it. And the guy who was running with me was like, oh, sorry, man. And I was like, he just fucking like slapped me or whatever. And the guy was like, oh, is that all? Yeah, sorry. They do that. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> they do that. Welcome to the neighborhood. <laughs> Felt insane. 
That is insane. Drive by fruiting. In the, <laughs> it was a drive by fruiting. He's a kind of Russian. I don't really know what that accent was. Scottish and Russian. In the movie version of this, I think that you would have like, you know, the hero would have picked up something off the street and thrown it, and it would have caught in the spokes of the, the kid would have gone over his handlebars and landed on his back. That is the version that I like to imagine. I wish that that kid deserves punishment. I'm still looking for him, everyone. <laughs> Mike's got some rough sketches of what this kid might look like today. Just like a stick figure of a kid in a bike with like uh, a big hand held uh, out. Oh. <laughs> uh. Uh, finishing that day, you say you're missing your carry-on, and you drew a really shitty, like, angry emoji. Oh, yeah, this luggage that I thought was at their place is, it's gone missing, and I don't know where it is, and there's a lot of um, possible culprits, because Weibo loves to steal shit and send it to Cuba and pretend like she didn't, um, so this is what <laughs> What? I, oh my god, okay. left and right. The she, only thing we've ever talked about with Weibo in Cuba is that she goes to Walmart and then um, somehow takes a bus to Cuba with all these things. <laughs> uh-huh, and to be clear... She doesn't steal. She wants to steal from Walmart. She'll happily give her money to the Waltons. She steals from her family. Um, you have to be really clear about things that are in the house. Like, this is something I would like to keep. Do not take this. And, like, check her bags oh before God. she goes. Seriously? Yes. She'll take, like, clothes. She'll be like, oh, I thought it was, like, old. I just thought, you know, you were getting rid of it. Um, she she is such a character, that Weibo. Just she, like, but if you catch her, she'll be like, oh, uh-huh. this? Yeah, no, I didn't even. I had to get there. She'll give it back. But you have to make sure to catch her. So, anyway, I thought. Um, I was what like, a little criminal <laughs> i was like Weibo definitely took my bag um and i accused her for a long time and uh she's like i didn't take it and then one day like i think it was two years later a very long time later we find that bag in the back of her closet i was like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like i didn't take it she's just not gonna bring it to cuba and wait for you to find it <laughs> i didn't take it to cuba is what she meant <laughs> that's hilarious so does i mean she lives with your mom so before she goes on trips does your mom have to go through to make sure she hasn't taken anything your mom actually wants to keep there will be like seven gigantic black duffel bags like the kind you would bury a body in like big bags <laughs> stuffed to the brim and before, that your 82 year old grandmother is schlepping around like across the country and beyond. my 88 year old grandmother yes 88 sorry um <laughs> And she, my mom knows this little habit of hers. My my grandma will swear up and down. She would never possibly do such a thing, but we all know better. So my mom will have to be like, I don't think she'll literally look through the bag. She'll just make sure nothing she wants is missing. <laughs> that is really funny to me. Wow. What a character. Someone needs to like create a, a fictional character based on Weibo. <laughs> I think that would be a fabulous either sitcom or like comedy movie. Um to her credit, I will say, once she's caught, she will always admit to it. Or she'll be like, uh-huh. oh, this? I didn't even realize. I was uh... <laughs> thought this was mine. I remember very clearly buying this myself. Weebo, um, it's got my monogram on it, okay? <laughs> I thought it stood like, for most rad Weebo. Oh, well done. <laughs> I thought you were going to go like, Weebo, this is my real skin feel boyfriend. <laughs> Please put Ew, it down. Uh, move on. <laughs> May 23rd, Usher the Late Shift, reading Harry Potter 3. Very good. It's a great book. Highly recommend. May 24th, um, you and Mick went out drinking until you had to usher later. <laughs> That's good. At least I'm showing up to work drunk now. <laughs> Twice in this episode, you went to a bar on the clock earlier. And oh, now yeah. You're yeah, yeah. Drinking well, before work. So, I mean, the journal says what it says. I promise I wasn't like <laughs> drunk, but yeah, maybe, maybe not beautiful behavior. May 25th, boring day. May 26th, um, boring day. 
Wow. <laughs> May's tough, huh? Well, that's fine. May 27th, spent morning getting doctor's appointments and new health insurance, worked on soulmates, then easy usher shift at Rotten, paid off your credit card. Didn't we pay off my credit card last time? Well, you made enough money too, but I don't know that you actually did it. Mm. Um, on May 28th, you worked during the day for terrible people, made $170, <laughs> which was about 9%. Yikes. Came home so tired, napped, then smoked, and hung out with Mick and Kick for a bit. On the 29th, you worked at Summer Garden all day, then really fun barbecue at Aaron's with Sam and, oh, and Ana. Ana's oh there. Oh my God. So fun. I think this is when I met uh, Harper too, which is our friend Aaron's um, neurotic puppy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's so fun. So wait, was this her apartment in Greenpoint? The one that I've been to with a little back air, a little backyard? Elusive Brooklyn backyard. It was okay. great. Uh-huh. That was really fun. Um, So wonderful. Then you went to Hell's Kitchen to meet another friend that we know, uh, our friend Chris, but you had to leave early because you were too tired. That's a really fun day. May 30th. Is this the ballet with Anna? Yeah. May 30th is Anna. Anna is Cam's ex who we're all friends with. Um, And he was in town. He doesn't live in New York. So we were all thrilled to see him and spending as much time as possible. His birthday also happens to be right before mine, which we always think is fun. And so we went to go see the ballet because Aina loves a specific dancer, James Whiteside, I think is his wow. name. Wow. That's not in the journal. You just remembered that. Uh, because I follow him on Instagram now. He's fun. Um, Aina okay. listens to or listened at this point to his podcast. I think it's Stage Right Side with James Whiteside. Um <laughs> You were pulling all this out of thin air. I'm pretty impressed. Those are kind of specific Uh, things to remember. Anyway, so we saw a ballet and it was just delightful. I'm going to look this person up. He's Milk, the drag star's boyfriend. Oh, really? He's also a drag queen himself. Wow. Okay. So this is super... Jesus, he's hot. Yeah. Oh, hello. I love a ballet dancer body. It's so fucking sexy. Yeah, follow him. Anyway. Yep. Following him now. Thank you, James Whiteside. Right side stage. What? So (laughs) I'm going to read the entry that you already recapped for us, but uh, you know, this is what we do here. So you called out of work and it was so easy. You just had too much to do. You did (laughs) chores during the day. You caught up on your journal. You did music. And then you went to the ABT at the Met with Aaron and Aina. There we are. I have used that same abbreviation for a shitty theater that I auditioned for once. So (laughs) (laughs) this is actually American Ballet Theater. (laughs) Yeah, you were like, why the fuck were you in callbacks for ABT? <laughs> you couldn't make it to the uh, Manic Elf call. How did, or how was that ballet? Do you remember anything about it? It was strange because I think James Whiteside wasn't doing his typical like hot ballet dude thing. He was like in kind of poopy drag, panto style, um, uh-huh. clogging for a lot of it. It was very fun. It was some, <laughs> it was like bucolic. I don't know. It was very, it was like farm life. The Okay. It was some strange some strange ballet but delightful i went straight to smith jarrett uh the play where he gets naked and he makes his career um goes full mm-hmm. frontal and he's like <laughs> doing a monologue in front of like a cornfield it's like <laughs> sunrise the smell of rain on the wheat fields you know that whole thing i'm glad you said smell of rain. i saw your nostrils flaring and i was like he's picturing sniffing smith jarrett's dick <laughs> <laughs> no no i am not you love to uh, sniff i think i think smell is your like sleeper favorite sense i mean i do love to sniff a bulge we've talked about that before we haven't talked about it in a while though sniff bulges everyone so can one have a pick the right bulge be be choosy but sniff with abandon um choosy moms sniff bulges (laughs) 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 oh 
Fuck you. Fucking Pennywise. <laughs> that's that's fucked up, man. <laughs> um, can an able person who has full facility of all five senses have a favorite sense? Like, I don't know. That yeah. seems like a very strange thing to have a favorite of. Like, I couldn't pick between taste and smell. I couldn't pick between hearing and touch. Like, that's awful. The point, though, is I really didn't start thinking about smell as much until COVID came and the threat of losing smell became a possibility. There's been lots of articles and news reports about people not realizing how valuable their smell is until they don't have Mm it. Um, Not just for like survival because these mushrooms smell bad. I won't eat them. There's a gas leak in my apartment. I will open a window. Those things Uh that you don't realize, but also, you know, it's, uh, this is the example they used in a recent story core podcast. It is kind of a psychic sense like you can tell someone down the hall is eating popcorn from your nose that's kind of that's like very magical you can like smell the spring on the horizon you can um i don't know smell your mom making coffee or whatever Uh (laughs) yeah i don't know why your mom i have problems um but that's i don't cozy. know that's a cozy thought you wake up in your mom's house and there's coffee brewing there's also just i mean i know it's it probably goes without saying but like the fact that smell and taste are inextricably linked like that mm-hmm. is such a that that would be such a disappointing uh and like like truly life-altering sense to lose any of your five senses are would be life-altering if you yeah. lost them but still and i guess me saying that it's your sleeper favorite is hard to judge because you're constantly talking about things you've listened to and seen and ate but it only sticks out when you're talking about sniffing something because it's a rare thing to talk about i do think that smell is really inextricably linked to sex um there is something hmm. like the the smell of like just the the like the pheromone thing of it you know like burying your face in someone's neck just like you know mm. like breathing them in like there's something that is so sexy about that and if that doesn't smell good to you or if there's something that's off about that like that that like turns your stomach as opposed to turning you on that can mm-hmm. be like you know like you could be with someone who's very hot but like something about how they smell like to me if like that person smelled like musty towels i'd be like i have a a no boner anymore you know what i mean (laughs) yeah that's when your parent comes out and is like time for my bowling lesson um (laughs) (laughs) what what a parakeet say (laughs) i love your parakeet noise um it's interesting because there's no studies on smell because it is kind of deemed the the least valuable sense. So we don't really know. But there's, definitely, there's no studies. I'm sure sorry. there are a ton of people that yes, spend their life are, studying it. There are way, way fewer studies on smell than there are of any other the, sense. I promise that. When I think about like senses when it comes to sex, like I think more about smell than I do about taste. Like, Ooh, yeah, I think that that is like more evocative and more turned on like for sure. licking someone's neck or smelling someone's neck. Like those are two very, I think the smell is like much more just like, like heady and sexy. Well, yeah. Also, cause you can keep inhaling a person, but if you keep licking them, eventually they're going to be like, okay, maybe we move on to something else. <laughs> I'm not talking about the act. I'm talking about the, the, like the instant perception. I know. I know what you mean, but it's just like, you can't like, you're not going to lap someone up the way you'll keep breathing them in, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> What if you did, though? (laughs) You'd be a terrible sex partner. (laughs) Can we move on to something else, please? We have come to May 31st. Happy birthday to you. Say it again. 
<laughs> nope. <laughs> um, Aw, that was the worst birthday celebration. Happy birthday Thanks in so 2016. Much. It was an all caps amazing birthday. My birthdays are always great. I love my birthdays. Shut up. <laughs> Chocolate chip pancakes, coffee, mimosas by Kick and Mick and Claire, first soul rehearsal, not bad, lots to learn, amazing time with tons of friends at Blockheads, oh my god, you little straight boy, you went to play video games on your birthday, arcade no, games? No, Blockheads is not an arcade, Blockheads oh, is a- it's the Mexican place. Yep. There, I was thinking, what's the- Barcade. Barcade something, yeah, I don't know. Um, yes, I forgot, that's the great Mexican place we've been there. You got quite drunk. You took a lift home with your roomies. So much love. Such a great day. That's so nice. What I've learned in my adulthood is I had some like disappointing birthdays when I was younger. I remember like being upset on birthdays because it would come and nothing would happen because it's just another mm-hmm. day like anyone else is. And I like build up yeah. to it. Like if you want to have a fun birthday, just plan something. Yeah. Um, this year, I already know what I'm going to be doing on my birthday because um, two of my Dear friends are getting married on September 11th. Um, they were pl- they were going to get married last year and had to reschedule, and it was the only weekend that was available at their venue. <laughs> so they're getting married on September 11th. My birthday is September 12th, so it's just going to be a fun like party weekend. Yeah, uh, and I'm really looking forward to it because there's no pressure at all. I'm going to be in a strange city celebrating the love of two of my good friends, and I'm just very much looking forward to that. I'm not going to make it about me, but in my head, it's done and dusted. Oh, I would make it about me. I'd be like, "This is a great wedding for my birthday. Thank you all so much for." <laughs> coming um lastly re that blockheads party our dear friend sam brought cake uh she had stopped to get a cake and uh she had the wrong age on it the wrong year because have we, we've talked about this before where mick and kick have done this super insidious thing where every year they tell me I am a year older than I am and they will go all out. Like they will post on social media that I am the wrong age. They will write me a card with the wrong age, everything. Uh-huh. So this confused our friend, Sam. She was like, what? I don't know how old he is. And she like looked at old <laughs> pictures to find out all old posts from kick. And she was like, Oh, obviously he's, I think, I think I turned 27. Um, and so the cake said happy 28th birthday. Um, <laughs> It really that like, tickles me because I also like couldn't happen to a better friend. I bet she was like, damn it. <laughs> I love it. I honestly have no idea how old any of my friends are really. I'm like, I guess you're somewhere in these couple year range. You called yourself yeah, 35 be- the other day. And I'm like, are you 35? I thought you were 34 no, I'll still. I'll be 35 this year. You round it up. Don't ever do that. But I, I, but I, I honestly don't remember. I had to actually do math at the gym recently when someone asked me i couldn't remember if i was 33 or 34 i just had no idea i don't know if it's because of making kick or because everyone does this as we get older but i just like really can't remember exactly how old i am ever i'm always within a year or so (laughs) i think if you're well for me if i'm within a year of a landmark birthday or one that like has a zero or a five at the end of it i'm usually i can usually tell you how old i am but the older i get like if i'm in those in between gray areas i'm like i don't know i'm gonna either round up or round down Let's um, do something really fun for your 40th. I would, I want to take a big trip for my 40th. Yeah. One of my dear friends turned 40 three or four years ago and we went to um, Norway. She had a big group of friends that like took a big European trip and we went with, mm. and I really want to do that. It just, it kind of put a, put that idea in my head. Like, oh, you could do this. You can just say to any of your friends, I want to take this big trip. Anyone's welcome. And then like, it just turned into an eclectic mix. I mean, it was a pretty close tight knit friend group and everyone came but um Hot. it it just worked out really well oh, at the same time or just they take turns everyone came at least once during that two weeks away oh that's um, fun all right well we got through two weeks we ended with your birthday i think that's a perfect amount of journal for this week did we hear from any listeners we did we've got a message here from i think it's devon on instagram 
A big hello from South Africa. So after Cam's oh, recommendation, hi. hello South Africa. Um, after Cam's recommendation of red, white, and royal blue, I decided to give it a go, and I fell in love with it immediately. By the way, I have also finished it. I didn't mention that. Um, I liked it. I had oh good yeah I liked it um, <laughs> so goes impossible on. to impress <laughs> it's very rare for a book to evoke the kinds of emotions I felt while listening to it I will agree with that there were points and I was like ah at one point I even had to switch it off so I wasn't sitting at my desk with tears in my eyes oh oh <laughs> it, <laughs> it's hard to explain to your coworkers I, I do think that there's something almost emotional about how casually like a gay relationship is written and how like casually they deal with it in the book and like like the good reactions from parents I don't know there's just something like very normal where it's like a gay story that is like not nearly as traumatic as most of them are it's like a like it's pretty frivolous uh, mm. and there th- there's something about that that like pulls at my heartstrings yeah i get it i think you know what i might have enjoyed it just a little bit more if i had read it instead of listened because i think some of my problem was with like the portrayal of a lot of these characters but like mm. That's to be expected when one person is doing a billion characters, you know? Yeah. Anyway, it was an absolutely amazing listen. Thanks so much for the rec. You guys are amazing, and I look forward to each and every episode. Love you guys. Oh, that's sweet. Well, thank you for saying that hello, and I'm glad you enjoyed the book. Love hearing from South Africa. I would have tried a South African accent, but that's the most impossible one to mimic in the yep, world. Certainly can't. I mean, I can't mimic a single accent correctly, so that's not one I'm going to attempt. All right. And then we got a Would You Rather from ross on instagram looks like a question he had to answer and now he's posing it to us and it is a doozy okay Okay, i'm ready your dad and your boyfriend switch bodies the only way to change Mm -hmm. them back is by banging one Mm -hmm. which is it (laughs) (laughs) oh no 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 i hate this already would you rather fuck your boyfriend and your dad's body or your dad in your boyfriend's body oh no it makes my stomach hurt i hate it so much i know me too um this is tough. This, by the way, and maybe just because I have a broken, dirty mind. This is what I think about every time there's like a Freaky Friday situation or like a uh, like a like Polyjuice Potion in Harry Potter when someone switches bodies. I'm like, all my friends have my dick when they mm. like when they drink the Polyjuice Potion or like you you switch bodies with someone immediately. The first thing I'm doing is going to the bathroom. I assume when you say <laughs> all my friends have my dick, you're specifically referring to that the seven Harrys that scene. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Hermione turns into Harry. She has his genitals. You're going to tell me she doesn't, like, check that shit out for a second? I know. I love I, I got to pee really quick. Be right back. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the question. I think I would do dad, body, boyfriend, brain, and, like, blindfolds. Like, maybe from the get, never see it naked. Um, because then, like, you don't want your dad remembering that. That scar is going to be much harder to go away, you know? Yeah, but is can you imagine, like the since never mind i can't say it i can't say it go ahead the sensation of of your dad's uh chubby against your tummy <laughs> oh god i don't want it i don't want it at all it's too much yeah it's tough uh don't so don't you ever ever say dad's chubby against your tummy again you made it way too cute I episode title um <laughs> all right oh uh <laughs> listeners if you have an answer to that please let us know i think it's a pretty impossible question but give it your best shot um, yeah i think you have it right with blindfolds like that's that's great um like no talking just just let's just get this let's get this done and that's uh, all we got time for this week yeah i'm leaving this episode with a stomach ache thank you so much whoever the fuck wrote that in ross <laughs> thank, thank you so much ross
Uh, Cam, <laughs> if folks want more of my best friend's journal, where could they find us? Why would they at this point? Honestly, um, they can find us online at mybestfriendsjournal.com. They can drop us a line at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. They can find us on Instagram at mbfjpodcast. Um, and they can rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever they get their podcasts, please. Yes, on episode 92. I hope they know it by now, but we'll keep saying it until episode 3000. Can you imagine? We'll be 80. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, uh, no, I actually can't imagine. That would be 57 years of podcast, and that's more than I'm willing to commit to at this very moment. Thank you so much. Come on. I barely <laughs> ask you for anything. <laughs> Just a weekly commitment for the next 57 years. It's nothing. That's all I'm saying. All right, Mike, that does it for this week. Until next time, always remember... If something's gone missing, check Weibo's closet first. <laughs> I am recording and I'm doing a sound check and, and it sounds this like is my sound check song. song. I'm recording and I'm doing a sound check all day.